Reported by Norman J. Clement RPH, DDS, Norman L. Clement Farm Tech, Malachi F. McCandle Farm D, Belinda Brown Parker, Joseph Salvo Esquire, Rev. C.T. Vivian, Jelani Zimbabwe Clement, B.S., MBA, Willie Gignard B.S., Joseph Webster M.D., MBA, Shelley Hightower, B.S., Farm D., Leroy Baylor, Adrienne Edmondson, Walter L. Smith B.S., Natasha Duval, Farm D., Leroy Baylor, B.S., Ms., Ms., Brom Fisher Esquire, Michelle Alexander, Kudjo Wilding B.S., Deborah Lynn Shepard, Barris E. Mutchett, Strategic Advisors. From the Lawhern Files. Thanks, Dr. Collis for an unusually wide-ranging and insightful analysis of the destructive and, in my view, often outright fraudulent misrepresentations of PROP and the bounding members of its board. A closely related issue in this context is the inappropriate professional conflicts of interest of Dr. Roger Chow, who has led or co-authored several outcome studies published by the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality. It is my understanding that Dr. Chow was a key contributor in the writer's group that authored the 2016 CDC guidelines on the prescription of opioids. However, he also led the AHRQ outcomes reviews on opioid and non-opioid therapies for severe chronic pain, which the CDC referenced as a major input to these guidelines. Thus he was in the position of validating his own work as it influenced the content of the guidelines. Dr. Chow has been allowed to continue this conflict of interest in his December 2020 leadership of an AHRQ Comparative Outcomes Review 240 on therapies for acute pain. I filed extensive and substantive comments on this review with the acting director of AHRQ in both its initial public review cycle and following final publication. These comments were never seriously addressed by AHRQ. In my view and grounded on extensive published work of other investigators, the recent AHRQ outcomes review was deliberately slanted to discredit opioid therapy in favor of much less effective or outright ineffective therapies. It deliberately omitted mention or analysis of the effects of genetically mediated polymorphism in the metabolism of opioids, as well as inappropriately applying methods of meta-analysis to group data sets that were not in fact comparable. It should be withdrawn with an acknowledgement of its many weaknesses. Moreover, and again in my personal view, Dr. Roger Chow should be required to recuse himself from all further participation in the ongoing CDC review and update to the 2016 guidelines. It is fundamentally ethically inappropriate for the same author or authors to lead such an update as those who produced the 2016 document which is widely acknowledged to have actively harmed thousands of patients and forced CDC publication of apologias for the misapplication of the guidelines. By Chad Collis, MD, at Chad Collis. Introduction. A recent study by the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, has captured the attention of the palliative care and chronic pain communities, 1. Published on February 12, 2021, in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report, MMWR, it observed that the age-adjusted overdose death rates involving synthetic opioids, psychostimulants, cocaine, heroin, and prescription opioids during 2013 to 2019 have increased a whopping 1,040%. 1. Several critics have attributed this increase in overdose mortality to failed federal opioid policy, particularly the 2016 CDC guideline for prescribing opioids for chronic pain and their misapplication, 2-4. This criticism has generated a recent flurry of activity on social media by the Anti-Opioid Advocacy Group, 5, Physicians for Responsible Opioid Prescribing, PROP. 
This commentary will explore how Prop's flawed policy approach over the last decade has reduced legitimate access to opioid medications and contributed to harms from increases in overdose deaths in the United States, U.S. Prop appears on the opioid policy scene. In 2011, a group of internists, including Michael Van Korf, Andrew Kolodny, and Roger Cho, co-authored an article that modern palliative care physicians would recognize as a warning shot, 6, in the world of opioid policy, 7. They announced the creation of Physicians for Responsible Opioid Prescribing, PROP, a non-profit organization with no pharmaceutical industry funding or ties, that would identify practical approaches to more cautious opioid prescribing in community practice, 7. They declared that guidelines for long-term opioid therapy should not be developed by the field of pain medicine alone. Rather, experts from general medicine, addiction medicine, and pain medicine should jointly reconsider how to increase the margin of safety. 7. Prop Petition to the FDA on Opioid Labeling The petition is filed. In its first effort to influence national opioid policy, in July 2012, Prop submitted a petition to the Food and Drug Administration, FDA calling for a change in the labeling of opioid analgesics, 8. Signatories to the petition included Prop President, Andrew Kolodny, Prop Vice President, Michael Van Korf, and Prop Board Members, Jane Ballantyne, Roger Cho, Stephen Gelfand, and Gary Franklin, among other medical specialists, including the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM, President, Stu Gitlow, 8. In its petition, Prop requested that the FDA to make three main changes to the labeling process for opioid analgesics. 1. Strike the term moderate from the indication for non-cancer pain. The only clinical indication for using an opioid analgesic would be for severe cancer pain. 2. Add a maximum daily dose of opioid analgesia, equivalent to 100 mg of oral morphine, for treatment of all non-cancer pain. 3. Add a maximum duration of 90 days for continuous, daily, opioid analgesic use for non-cancer pain, after which opioid analgesia would be discontinued. 8. The FDA acknowledged receipt of the prop petition on July 26, 2012, 9, and it simultaneously received a letter of support for its petition on the same date, led by Congress member, Rep. Mary Bono Mack from California, 10. The backlash to the prop petition begins. This unity within the supporters of the petitioning group was short-lived. A representative from within the palliative care community alerted Prop FDA petition signatory and American Society for Addiction Medicine, ASAM, President, Stu Gitlow, about substantial concerns from the pain management and palliative medicine communities about the potentially reduced access to opioid therapy for many patients. In response to concerns that the Prop petition might have a chilling effect on medically legitimate opioid prescribing, Awesome released a statement by Gitlow clarifying its position that the relabeling proposals were not intended, in any way, to limit a chronic pain patient's access to clinically appropriate opioid pain therapy or to impinge upon a pain specialist's ability to make individual decisions regarding the most effective therapy for their legitimate pain patient. 11. Wounds Several prominent pain management experts echoed important concerns about over-restricting patients' medically legitimate access to opioid analgesics. Bob Twillman, a pain psychologist and director of policy and advocacy for the American Academy of Pain Management, AAPM, pointed out that the 90-day limit on the use of opioid for non-cancer pain was arbitrarily chosen, 12. 
Because Prop's petition had criticized the use of long-term opioid therapy by citing a lack of evidence for opioids' long-term effectiveness, Twillman also pointed out that when considering opioid analgesics, FDA has used the standard of a 12-week trial of the medication, it has not required longer studies, 12. Similarly, co-chair the New York State Palliative Care Education and Training Council and Palliative Medicine Physician, Russell Portanoy, wrote that in light of the stunning disconnect between the label changes demanded in the petition and the scientific basis presented to justify them, I am concerned that all of the signatories possess an incomplete understanding of opioid pharmacology and pain medicine, and as a result, may pursue regulatory changes that are not in the best interest of public health. 13. Withholding Treatment THRU Profiling Other prop critics included several medical professional organizations, like the American Society of Anesthesiologists, ASA, who challenged the clarity of a definition of cancer pain, asking rhetorically, who will decide whether the persistent pain, for example, of nerve damage incurred during an otherwise curative course of chemo and radiation therapy is or is not cancer-related? 14. Likewise, the American Academy of Pain Medicine, AAPM, stated we have serious concerns about the petition and believe the rationale for the requested changes is seriously flawed, potentially harmful to patients with debilitating pain conditions for whom opioid therapy is indicated, and without substantive scientific foundation. 15. I'm too dark and my teeth are too bright. The American Pain Society, APS, cited similar concerns about the petition's insufficient scientific evidence base to support its recommendations. Further, we are concerned that implementation of these labeling changes which would dictate indications, dosing, and duration of opioid treatment will not accomplish the intended goals, but instead have unintended negative consequences for patients including but not limited to untreated pain and loss of access to individualized care. 16. FDA Response to the Prop Petition On September 10, 2013, the FDA provided its response to the Prop Petition to change opioid labeling, which was granted in part and denied in part. 17. 18. The FDA agreed with Prop that more data are needed about the safety of long-term use of opioids, and, to this end, they required all new drug application, NDA, sponsors of ER, LA opioids to conduct post-approval studies and clinical trials. To assess certain known serious risks of ER, LA opioid use, misuse, abuse, hyperalgesia, addiction overdose and death, 17. Additionally, based on stakeholder input, the FDA determined that safety labeling changes to the labeling of ER, LA opioid analgesics, were, needed to more effectively communicate to prescribers the serious risks associated with, those, drugs, and to more clearly describe the population in whom these drugs should be used be used in light of these serious risks, thus encouraging better prescribing, monitoring and patient counseling practices involving these drugs. 17. This included a new box warning to disclose risks from ER, LA opioid analgesics and the addition of the phrase, indicated for the management of moderate to severe pain when a continuous, around-the-clock opioid analgesic is needed for an extended period of time. 17. Despite calling for these changes, the FDA disagreed with the most important requests from the PROP petition. It rejected PROP's separation of non-cancer pain from cancer pain, noting a patient without cancer, like a patient with cancer, may suffer from chronic pain, and PROP has not provided scientific support for why labeling should recommend different treatment for such patients. 17. My partner has been on theses medications for years. 
The FDA also rejected Prop's call for a 100 mg day maximum morphine equivalent, MME, daily dose limitation, noting the scientific literature does not support establishing a maximum recommended dose of 100 mg med, 17. Furthermore, the FDA noted that creating a maximum dose of 100 mg med could imply a superior opioid safety profile under that set threshold, when there is no data to support that conclusion, 17. Finally, the FDA determined that Prop's request to limit the maximum duration of treatment with opioid analgesia to 90 days was not supportable based on the evidence presented in the petition, 17. Prop's influences the CDC guidelines. A new federal regulatory target. Although the FDA had rejected the most important changes which PROP had requested, based on a lack of scientific evidence, PROP publicly framed its FDA opioid labeling petition as successful, then repeated its calls for a 100 mg day MME, 19. PROP had also explored other avenues to influence opioid policy and reduce opioid prescribing, reaching out for example to the Federation of State Medical Board, FSMB, to encourage it to make changes in its revised model policy on the appropriate use of opioid analgesics in the treatment of pain, 20. Ultimately, PROP identified a more accommodating regulatory agency than the FDA, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, which revealed via engagement webinars on September 16 and 17, 2015, that it had been drafting its own opioid prescribing guidelines, 21. Another PROP Backlash in the days following these engagement webinars, critics expressed concerns about a lack of transparency in the drafting of the opioid prescribing guidelines, because CDC had failed to disclose what outside advisors it consulted with during the drafting of its controversial opioid prescribing guidelines for physicians, 22. Additional concerns involved an unusually short, 48-hour period for stakeholders to submit comments about the CDC pain guidelines upon their originally planned release in September 2015, 23. Moreover, revelations that at least five PROP board members, including PROP President Jane Ballantyne, PROP Vice President Gary Franklin, PROP Founder Andrew Kolodny, PROP Board Member David Taubin and PROP Board Member David Jurlink, had served on the panels that helped develop the CDC guidelines, stirred deeper concerns, 23-24. Jane Ballantyne MD, who had succeeded Andrew Kolodny as PROP President, served as the sole clinician from the pain management community to be included in the CDC core expert group, 25. Mr. Gerald R. Kiley. Medical professional organizations joined in criticism of the CDC for a lack of transparency in its policy review process and the scarcity of pain management experts represented in the core expert group, 26. The American Medical Association, AMA, wrote that the review process used to date by CDC, especially the public engagement webinars, had generated concern about lack of transparency, 26, and that the process may have been better served by constructing a more balanced panel that included clinicians from various medical specialty and practice settings, 26. The Patient Quality of Life Coalition, PQLC, an advocacy group that included the American Academy of Hospice and Palliative Medicine, OPM, OPM, the Center to Advance Palliative Care, CAPC, and the Hospice and Palliative Nurses Association, HPNA, among others, wrote that the guideline in its current form is focused on curbing inappropriate, opioid, use, but seems devoid of empathy for patients who need legally prescribed opioid medications for relief from serious and long-lasting pain that compromises their quality of life and independence, 27. 
Following this outcry for transparency and expanded clinical representation regarding the content, the CDC announced a second, 30-day open comment period on its proposed 2016 pain guidelines, effective December 14, 2015, 28, 29. This delayed the rollout of the CDC pain guidelines past its originally anticipated implementation in January 2016, and prompted prop founder, Andrew Kolodny to complain, opening a docket will tack months onto the process, and also, increases the likelihood that the guideline may never be released. This is an enormous win for the opioid lobby, 30. Interestingly, Kolodny co-authored a subsequent article examining the role of pharma funding and support of the CDC pain guidelines, and found that of the 158 organizations that commented on the CDC's draft guidelines, approximately 80% supported them either with or without recommendations, including many that received funding from opioid manufacturers, 31. The CDC guidelines are published, despite ongoing concerns. Notwithstanding prop founder Kolodny's fears that the guidelines may never be released, 30, the CDC pain guidelines were published via MMWR on March 18, 2016. 4. While most pain experts generally felt that the pain guidelines would be useful for those prescribing opioids in primary care settings, many expressed concerns that the guidelines could be misapplied and affect a much broader group of patients than intended. For example, AMA board chair-elect, Patrice Harris, said that while the AMA shared the goal of reducing harm from opioid abuse, it remained concerned about the evidence base informing some of the recommendations, conflicts with existing state laws and product labeling, and possible unintended consequences including insurance coverage limitations for non-pharmacotherapeutic options for chronic pain, 30. Similarly, Bob Twillman, executive director of the OPM, said the CDC guidance leaves much to be desired, particularly regarding the limitations on a dose, duration of treatment, and arbitrary dosing threshold, 32, 32. Our concern is that, based on experience when states have implemented similar guidelines, some clinicians will interpret these soft limits and thresholds as absolute ceiling doses, and that people with pain will suffer needlessly as a result, Twillman said, 32. Pain Patient Profiling on August 29, 2016, a group of scientists from the CDC itself expressed integrity concerns about the agency's data and its the current state of ethics, noting that, IT appears that our mission is being influenced and shaped by outside parties and rogue interests, 34, without specifically identifying PROP as one of those forces. Calling themselves the CDC Spider Group, CDC Scientists Preserving Integrity, Diligence, and Ethics in Research, they reached out to Carmen SVR. MSW Chief of Staff, Office of the Director for the CDC, plainly stating that CDC data were clearly manipulated in irregular ways for political purposes, 34. In October 2016, an article echoed similar concerns regarding CDC's manipulation of data in a variety of projects, again alleging that the CDC was being influenced by corporate and political interests in a way that compromised its data collection, 34. Despite these warnings, the 2016 CDC opioid prescribing guidelines were implemented as planned. Unintended harms and the backlash against misapplication of the CDC guidelines. Just two years later, yet another article authored by CDC scientists was published in April 2018, again calling into question the methodology used by CDC to estimate opioid overdose deaths, 35. 
The authors allege that the CDC traditional method for calculating opioid overdose deaths overestimated deaths due to prescription opioids because the CDC failed to account for the emergence of illegally manufactured fentanyl, IMF, as a cause of overdoses in its methodology, 35. The authors proposed a method that would exclude IMF-related deaths for a more accurate estimate of total opioid overdose deaths, 35. Using its traditional method, the CDC estimated 32,445 prescription opioid-involved deaths occurring, in 2016. Using these authors' proposed more conservative method, 17,087 prescription opioid-involved deaths occurred in 2016. The concerned scientists concluded that obtaining an accurate count of the true burden and differentiating between prescription and illicit opioid-involved deaths, was, essential to implement and evaluate public health and public safety efforts, 35. Profiling and withholding patient care. In addition to concerns about the accuracy of CDC's overdose data, by 2018 it had become clear that misapplication of its pain guidelines had begun to contribute to deaths from suicides within and outside of the Veterans Affairs healthcare system in the United States from forced or involuntary tapers off of opioid analgesics, 36. Although the CDC had designed the guidelines as non-mandatory guidance for primary care physicians, legislators, pharmacy chains, insurers, and others, had, seized on certain parts of its dosage and supply recommendations and translated them into blanket limits in law s, and mandatory policy, 37. These misapplications and unintended consequences prompted the passage of an AMA resolution against ongoing, widespread misapplication of the CDC pain guidelines in November 2018, 38. Adopted by the AMA House of Delegates at its November 2018 interim meeting, the new AMA policy affirmed that 1. Some patients with acute or chronic pain, may, benefit from taking opioid pain medications at doses greater than generally recommended in the CDC guideline for prescribing opioids for chronic pain and that such care may be medically necessary and appropriate. 2. The AMA advocate against misapplication of the CDC guideline for prescribing opioids by pharmacists, health insurers, pharmacy benefit managers, legislatures, and governmental and private regulatory bodies in ways that prevent or limit patients' medical access to opioid analgesia, and 3. No entity should use MME, morphine milligram equivalents, thresholds as anything more than guidance, and physicians should not be subject to professional discipline, loss of board certification, loss of clinical privileges, criminal prosecution, civil liability, or other penalties or practice limitations solely for prescribing opioids at a quantitative level above the MME thresholds found in the CDC guideline for prescribing opioids, 38. In the months after the adoption of this AMA policy change, more clinical professionals and medical societies would actively seek to reverse the harms of the CDC pain guidelines misapplication. In December 2018, a group of clinical leaders and international stakeholders in the pain management community signed an open letter calling for urgent action against forced tapering of opioids, 36. On February 13, 2019, the National Comprehensive Cancer Network, NCCN, American Society of Clinical Oncology, ASCO, and the American Society of Hematology, ASH, sent a joint letter to Deborah Dowell. Chief Medical Officer of the CDC Opioid Response Coordinating Unit, to follow up on a stakeholder meeting that was held on November 8, 2018, 
during which those professional organizations called for CDC to address unintended implementation and reimbursement consequences that have been occurring in practice because of the misapplication of CDC's pain guidelines, 39. On February 19, 2019, Dowell answered back in a letter that stated, The profiling, I was shot years ago and need these medications, September 2018. The guideline is not intended to deny any patients who suffer from chronic pain from opioid therapy as an option for pain management, 40. She also wrote, CDC encourages physicians to continue to use their clinical judgment and base treatment on what they know about their patients, including the use of opioids if determined to be the best course of treatment, 40. This response letter was embargoed for release until April 9, 2019, 40, to coincide with other anticipated press releases related to federal actions regarding misapplication of the pain guidelines, see below. Similarly, on March 6, 2019, a group identified as Health Professionals for Patients in Pain, HP3, called upon the CDC to follow through with its commitment to evaluate the impact by consulting directly with a wide range of patients and caregivers, and by engaging epidemiologic experts to investigate reported suicides, increases in illicit opioid use and, to the extent possible, expressions of suicidal ideation following involuntary opioid taper or discontinuation, 41. HP3 also urged the CDC to issue a bold clarification about the 2016 guideline, what it says and what it does not say, particularly on the matters of opioid taper and discontinuation, 41. The CDC responded on April 10, 2019, noting that the guideline does not endorse mandated or abrupt dose reduction or discontinuation, as these actions can result in patient harm, 42. FDA Warning and CDC Clarification About the Pain Guidelines FDA Warning Against Rapid Tapers One day prior to the CDC response letter to HP3, 42, on April 9, 2019, the FDA posted a safety announcement warning against sudden discontinuation of opioid pain medications, 43. In the announcement, the FDA noted that it had received reports of serious harm in patients who are physically dependent on opioid pain medicines suddenly having these medicines discontinued or the dose rapidly decreased. These include serious withdrawal symptoms, uncontrolled pain, psychological distress, and suicide, 43. This information was also released via a special FDA podcast on April 17, 2019, 44. CDC warns against misapplication of its pain guidelines, prop gets defensive. In view of the embargo for release of the CDC response to the NCCN ASCO ASH, which occurred on April 9, 2019, 40, and the CDC response to HP3, 42, on April 10, 2019, it seems likely that the FDA and CDC coordinated their communications to respond to the pain guideline backlash. CDC then released another embargoed statement on April 24, 2019, in which it advised against the misapplication of its guideline for prescribing opioids for chronic pain, 45. More explicitly, CDC sought to raise awareness about the following issues that could put patients at risk. Misapplication of Recommendations to Populations Outside of the Guidelines Scope Misapplication of the Guidelines Dosage Recommendation that Results in Hard Limits or Cutting Off Opioids The guideline does not support abrupt tapering or sudden discontinuation of opioids. Misapplication of the Guidelines Dosage Recommendation to Patients Receiving or Starting Medication-Assisted Treatment for Opioid Use Disorder, 45 
On the heels of this media release, the CDC referenced a companion article published in New England Journal of Medicine, NEJM, co-authored by Prop member and CDC core group member, Roger Cho, which was available online on April 24, 2019, and in print on June 13, 2019, 46. Those authors also admitted that some policies and practices purportedly derived from the guideline have in fact been inconsistent with, and often go beyond, its recommendations, 46. But in contrast to the contrite note struck by the CDC media release, the name article vigorously defended the pain guidelines, noting that the medical and health policy communities, had, largely embraced its recommendations and that the guideline was rated as high quality by the ACRI Guidelines Trust Scorecard, 46. The name article also dismissed allegations about the lack of transparency in the guideline creation, noting that the CDC had engaged clinicians, health systems leaders, payers, and other decision-makers in discussions of the guidelines' intent, and provided clinical tools, including a mobile application and training, to facilitate appropriate implementation, 46. Notably, the article ended with this disclaimer, the views expressed in this article are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official position of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, 46. Undeclared Conflicts of Interest Less than a month after the printed publication of the Cho's name article defending the pain guidelines, the U.S. Department of Justice, DOJ, announced obtaining a record-setting $1.4 billion settlement against Reckitt Benckiser, the manufacturer of Suboxone, an opioid addiction treatment drug, 47. For years, critics had alleged financial connections between prop members and Reckitt Benckiser, with suspicions driven by comments by Props Kolodny, who in 2005, when asked about his financial relationship with the company, replied, they are not a pharmaceutical company. Andrew Kolodny, MD. They make Lysol, 48. In 2015, Reckitt Benckiser had spun off its Suboxone manufacturing to a subsidiary that it named Indivir, 49, more commonly identified as its manufacturer currently. Additionally, in recorded testimony during government hearings, Kolodny had encouraged the use of Suboxone as a measure to combat the opioid crisis. In 2011, at a New York State Senate hearing, then-Prop President Kolodny testified, if we want to see a decline in overdose deaths, you have to, sick, provide effective treatment for people who are opioid addicted. And for this epidemic, that's probably going to mean buprenorphine, 50. Likewise, during a U.S. Senate hearing in 2018, Kolodny testified, the first-line treatment for opioid addiction is buprenorphine, also called Suboxone. Access to this treatment is not sufficient, 51. Testimony from hearings encouraging the use of Suboxone and deflective comments, like Kolodny's dismissal about his relationship with Reckitt Benckiser, were less suspicious as betraying conflicting interests before it was revealed that prop members failed to disclose relevant conflicts of interest when authoring several articles printed in medical journals. Kolodny failed to disclose conflicts of interest pursuant to his executive directorship of prop and provision of expert witness testimony in malpractice cases involving opioids when he published two articles in the Journal of the American Medical Association, JMA, in October 2017 and April 2018, 52. Similarly, prop president, Jane Ballantyne, failed to disclose her affiliation with prop in an Ideas and Opinions article, co-authored with prop members, Anna Lemke and Roger Chow, in Annals of Internal Medicine in 2019, 53, 54. Patient reveals bias and tapering the harmful effect of CDC MIS guidelines. 
Moreover, Prop's Mark Sullivan failed to declare a conflict of interest regarding his work on an opioid tapering device, which occurred during his participation in the drafting of the CDC pain guidelines, until he was participating in a CDC-sponsored clinical outreach and community activity, after the guidelines publication, 55. More recently, the British medical journal, BMJ, updated a rapid response that accused the AMA of a pharmaceutical industry bias when creating opioid policy, written by several members of PROP, when it was revealed that one of the co-authors, PROP Sullivan, did not disclose his competing interests related to his work as an expert witness in cases in Maryland and Missouri, 56. I have to travel 200 miles to get my prescription filled, September 2018, Floyd Williams. Despite their collective tendency to underreport relevant conflicts of interest in publications, PROP members continue to place themselves successfully in key positions to enhance their ability to shape opioid policy. In early April 2020, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, AHRQ, disclosed for the first time the identity of the authors of the controversial report, Opioid Treatment for Chronic Pain, which had concluded opioids were no more effective in treating pain than non-opioid medication, and that long-term use of opioids increases the risk of abuse, addiction and overdose, especially at high doses, 57. The lead author of that report was revealed to be Roger Cho, a prop member who has been described as a vocal critic of opioid prescribing for years, 58. This revelation was especially concerning at the time, because CDC had announced its plans to review and possibly revise the 2016 CDC pain guidelines, which were co-authored by Cho, and because the AHRQ study had reaffirmed many of CDC's still disputed conclusions about opioid therapy, 58. CDC begins a reassessment of the 2016 CDC pain guidelines. Open docket for comments. On April 17, 2020, the CDC announced the opening of a docket to obtain comment concerning perspectives on and experiences with pain and pain management, including but not limited to the benefits and harms of opioid use, from patients with acute or chronic pain, patients' family members and or caregivers, and healthcare providers who care for patients with pain or conditions that can complicate pain management, 59. Eventually, it received 5,392 comments from patients, physicians, medical organizations, and other stakeholders with feedback about its 2016 pain guidelines, 60. The OPM did not mince words when commenting about its concerns of misapplication of the CDC pain guidelines, the 2016 guideline has been broadly misapplied, with devastating effect on patients and prescribers. Forced tapering of patients' opioid prescriptions has been incentivized and or mandated, violating ethical and evidentiary norms of medical practice. This has resulted in many patients' medical deterioration, loss of care relationships, turning to illicit substances slash alcohol, and suicidality. Swapping products and formulations to reduce opioid prescriptions where not medically necessary has also led to medical errors. At the same time, prescribers have faced professional discipline, loss of board certification, loss of clinical privileges, criminal prosecution, civil liability, or other penalties or practice limitations solely for prescribing opioids at a quantitative level above the morphine milligram equivalent, MME, thresholds included in the CDC guideline, 61. Corresponding ill responsibility. The AMA echoed these concerns, writing it is clear that the CDC guideline has harmed many patients, so much so that in 2019, the CDC authors and HHS issued long overdue, but greatly appreciated, 
Clarifications that states should not use the CDC guideline to implement an arbitrary threshold, italics mine, 62. It also noted that the CDC guideline has been misapplied as a hard policy threshold by states, health plans, pharmacy chains, and PBMs, and that these policies, moreover, have not withstood any meaningful evaluation or data analysis as to whether they have improved pain care or reduced opioid-related harms, 62. There also are no data to suggest that payers have increased access to non-opioid pain care options. If one of the goals of the CDC guideline was to increase access to non-opioid pain care, that has not been realized, 62. Rather, there is evidence that payers continue to erect and support barriers to non-opioid pain care, 62. The AMA urged the CDC to rescind policies employed by many health insurers, pharmacy chains, and PBMs based on the concept of a hard MME threshold to avoid harms done to patients as a result of inappropriate tapering or denials of care, 62, 63. In its comments, PROP conceded that reduced opioid prescribing was associated with downward trends in prescription opioid-related morbidity and mortality, 64, but did not acknowledge a concomitant, upward trend in total opioid-related morbidity and mortality from the illicit drug, including illegally manufactured fentanyl. They further argued, for some patients, continued opioid use is necessary not because it effectively manages the pain that prompted opioid prescribing initially, but because continued use averts the negative effects of opioid discontinuation. 64. Claim advocates for patients with chronic pain have labeled as a gaslighting strategy. 65. Furthermore, as discussed later in the article, PROP also incorrectly predicted, the downward trends and new starts of chronic opioid treatment achieved by the 2016 guidelines should be seen as a positive development that will encourage people to find alternative means of controlling chronic pain, which though harder to employ than the prescription pad, will ultimately result in better outcomes and less distress. 65. The Bayes-Say-Slash-Nzipor Group On July 6, 2020, the CDC announced the formation of a new opioid workgroup and the Board of Scientific Counselors, National Center for Injury Prevention and Control Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the BSA-slash-NZIP workgroup, which would review the opioid workgroup's report, discuss, deliberate, and provide advice and recommendations for CDC to consider as part of the potential update and or expansion of the guideline. The updated and or expanded guideline is anticipated to be released in 2022, 66. This announcement was followed by the release of a PowerPoint presentation entitled, Update on the BSA-NZIP Workgroup, on July 22, 2020, which elaborated on the process of choosing the new opioid workgroup, 67. An additional update from October 13, 2020, identified the membership of the opioid workgroup, ZIP BSA committee members, 68. The updated and or expanded pain guideline was anticipated to be released in 2022, 66, but that timeframe was projected before the full impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Increases in overdose deaths and CDC data flaws. The February 2021 MMWR report. While the world anxiously awaited word on any new or revised CDC pain guidelines, on February 12, 2021, the MMWR report, 1, Mention at the top of this commentary quickly captured the attention of those already hungry for news from the CDC, including patients with chronic pain and clinicians who manage that pain. In the setting of a 1,040% increase in age-adjusted overdose death rates involving synthetic opioids, psychostimulants, cocaine, heroin, 
and prescription opioids during 2013-2019, 1. It seemed prudent to critically question Prop's assertion that the downward trends in new starts of chronic opioid treatment achieved by the 2016 guidelines should be seen as a positive development that will encourage people to find alternative means of controlling chronic pain, which though harder to employ than the prescription pad, will ultimately result in better outcomes and less distress. 64. On February 16, 2021, in what felt like an effort to draw attention away from the stark reality of the MMWR report, Prop wrote a letter to AMA President, Susan R. Bailey, regarding AMA's opposition to dose and duration guidance for opioid prescribing, 69, based on AMA's comments to Dr. Deborah Dowell in the CDC Open Docket, 61. Prop concomitantly published this letter to the AMA as a rapid response to an article entitled, UK Recommendations on Opioid Stewardship, 70, 71. The letter alleged that AMA opioid policy was inappropriately influenced by donations from the pharmaceutical industry, 69, 70. AMA President, Susan Bailey, quickly responded back to Prop, in a letter dated February 19, 2021, saying with respect to the issue you raise in your letter, it might be helpful to point out that the CDC authors of the 2016 CDC guideline themselves have recognized it has been misapplied, italics mine, 72, 73. Additionally, Bailey pointed out, when policies or organizations focus only on the restriction of a legitimate pharmacologic option to help patients with pain, they miss the chance to address the complexity of policies needed to truly help patients with pain. That misguided focus also has led to harmful stigmatization and other stressors. That is why the AMA provided comprehensive recommendations on the 2016 CDC guideline and why we continue to advocate for policies that support comprehensive, multidisciplinary, multimodal pain care, including opioid therapy when appropriate. If you choose to cite the AMA's policies in the future, we encourage you to cite them in their entirety to ensure accurate context, 72, and Bailey provided the link for the AMA's comments to Deborah Dowell to guide Prop when referencing AMA policy in the future, 62. Inaccurate CDC data on opioid deaths. Just a few weeks later, Prop's troubles worsened, with the publication of an article by John Pepin and John J. Coleman in Pain Therapy, 74, that detailed fundamental methodological shortcomings in CDC's data on prescription overdose deaths, 35. The authors held that CDC erroneously reported prescription opioid overdose deaths in 2016 and for more than a decade before, 74, in a way that overestimated overdose deaths due to prescribed opioids. They further assert that the CDC ignored the problem until 2016 data showed serious inconsistencies with other, more reputable, data for prescribing volumes of opioids, 74. Furthermore, in 2018, the U.S. Congress mandated the CDC to modernize its system for reporting drug overdose deaths but this has not yet occurred, 74. They feel uncomfortable. They concluded, for more than a decade, millions of Americans were misled into believing that, as a White House report once characterized it, opiate overdoses, once almost always due to heroin use, are now increasingly due to abuse of prescription painkillers. Little did they know or suspect that the CDC's coding of prescription painkillers included non-prescribed illicitly manufactured fentanyl and fentanyl analogs and non-prescribed methadone administered or dispensed to patients being treated for opioid use disorder, 74. This report again exposed props and CDC's false narrative that overprescribing of opioid analgesics had driven the U.S. overdose crisis, 74. 
In a predictable response, Andrew Kolodny reacted quickly to soften the crushing blow and establish some semblance of plausible deniability for Prop's culpability. On March 22, 2021, Kolodny produced a webinar during which he refuted several alleged myths and false narratives about the opioid crisis, 75. This presentation was swiftly characterized as a rambling dialogue by Kolodny that gaslighted pain sufferers, doctors, patient advocates and anyone else critical of the CDC guideline, 76. For example, in a clear example of a straw man argument, 77, Kolodny alleged a myth that the CDC guideline forced millions of patients off opioids resulting in an epidemic of suicides, 75, when in fact both the CDC and FDA had publicly acknowledged the potential harms of forced tapers, acknowledging that the extent of the harm was not yet known, italics mine, 42-45. In response to legitimate concerns about harms from policies influenced by props advocacy, one of its individual members had responded with gaslighting, 75, informal fallacies, 77, and deflection, aimed apparently at creating plausible deniability for their contribution to those harms. Conclusion Despite being turned back from an effort to bluntly reduce opioid prescribing by the FDA in 2013 based on a lack of scientific evidence for its position, 17,18, PROP has had a disproportionate effect on the opioid policy in the United States for almost a decade. PROP found a willing federal regulatory partner in the CDC, and while PROP may not have secretly written the 2016 CDC pain guidelines, 75, they certainly enjoyed disproportionate representation on CDC's review panels and core expert group, 23-25, in a process that lacked transparency, 22, 23, 26, 27. When the CDC admitted that its pain guideline had been widely misapplied, 40, and joined the FDA in a call against forced opioid tapers, 42, 43, 45, Prop doubled down on its rhetoric, 46, dismissing legitimate concerns about potential harms in a performative manner, 75, that encouraged their ongoing misapplication, while assailing Prop's critics, 76, 77. All of this has occurred as Prop members have repeatedly concealed relevant conflicts of interest, including key conflicts that should have been disclosed during the process of drafting the CDC pain guidelines, 48-54. Given this, at a minimum, Prop should no longer enjoy a prominent role in guiding future opioid policy in the United States. This is a particularly urgent concern, as Roger Cho has been linked to authorship of CDC's new pain guidelines, which have not yet been released to the public, 78. Cho's involvement in yet another set of guidelines and CDC's recurrent lack of transparency, 79, in identifying the new guidelines authors should alarm all advocates who support access to pain medications for all patients with a medically legitimate indication for opioid therapy. Beyond limiting Prop's role in developing future, potentially harmful opioid policy, a reasonable individual would be justified in wondering to what extent Prop bears culpability for the harms that arose from misapplications of the 2016 CDC pain guidelines. In our country, civil suits, like class action lawsuits, for example, only require a preponderance of the evidence, that is something is more likely than not, as the burden of proof for liability. It is more likely than not that Prop's efforts to affect opioid policy helped shape the CDC guidelines, which CDC has admitted were misapplied harmfully, 40. It is also more likely than not that Prop's performative advocacy efforts contributed to the misapplication of the CDC guidelines. 
And it is more likely than not that widespread misapplication of the CDC guidelines resulted in harm with attendant civil liability. This would expose PROP to civil liability with a potentially enormous settlement if a class action suit were to arise from those harmed by the misapplication of the CDC guidelines. Perhaps that is why PROP member, Andrew Kolodny, and others have worked so hard recently to create plausible deniability, 75, in the wake of the damaging February 12, 2021, MMWR report, 2. For more Palum posts about opioids. For more Palum posts about pain and pain control. For more Palum posts by Dr. Kalas, click here. Dr. Kalas is board certified in internal medicine and provides palliative and supportive care in Orlando, Florida. He first wrote about his personal experiences with chronic illness and pain in a 1997 article in the On Being a Patient series in Annals of Internal Medicine. You can find him on Twitter at, at ChatCollis. To cite this article, policy mandated props disproportionate influence on U.S. opioid policy, the harms of intended consequences. Palumd. May 2021. Available at https colon slash slash www.palum.org slash 2021 slash 05 slash props disproportionate influence on us.html. Correction May 4, 2021. A date was incorrectly included in the original article as April 9, 2021, which was incorrect. It was changed to the correct date of April 9, 2019. Edition May 6, 2021. A Twitter user was able to find the PDF link to reference number 40. The reference was updated with this link. Conflict of interest, submitted upon publication, added here five-fourths, Dr. Collis had submitted a conflict of interest statement when submitting this article for publication. It was not originally included in error in the original article here due to editor error. You can find the conflict of interest statement here https colon slash slash twitter dot com slash chat slash status slash one three eight nine six one six one eight one seven six two four seven eight oh eight oh we have a copy of the coi statement if this link ever is removed or in error for now you are within you are within the norms dot com winton marsalis concerto for trumpet and two oboes 1984 the norms references one Madsen C.L., et al. MMWR, February 12, 2021. 76, 202-7, or see https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash mmwr slash volume slash 70 slash wr slash pdfs slash m7006h.pdf. 2. See https colon slash slash twitter.com slash beth. Darnell slash status slash 136690134364274284. 3. CHTTPS colon slash slash twitter dot com slash chat colors slash status slash 136566170319156019294. 4. See the CDC pain guidelines at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash mmwr slash volume slash 65 slash rr slash rr6501e1.htm. 5. See https colon slash slash twitter.com slash support prop slash status slash 136204358154494771212. 6. Old Dale. Fam Prakmanog. 
2011 November Deck, 186-31-35-or-see-https-www.oft.org-fpm-2011-1100-p31.html. 7. Von Korf M. et al. An Internment. 2011 September 6, 155-5. 325 to 328, see https colon slash slash www.askjournals.org slash doi slash 10.7326 slash 0003-4819-1555-201109060-0011. URL underscore ver equals z39.88 to 2003 and RFR underscore it equals ori percent three arid percent three across ref.org and RFR underscore dat equals CR underscore pub plus plus zero pubmed and eight. Prop petition to FDA, 2012, chttps colon slash slash www.citizen.org slash WP content slash upload slash migration slash 2048.pdf. Nine. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.regulations.gov slash document slash FDA 2012 P0818002. 10. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.joapajuda.com slash 2012 slash 08 slash 14 slash responsible underscore OP slash 11. Seafood and Drug Administration Follow-Up Letter to Relabeling Petition Clarification of Awesome Position NBSP September 13, 2012.pdf. 12. Originally posted at http colon slash slash updates.paintopics.org slash 2012 slash 08 slash group petitions FDA to change opioid.html, but that link is not operational. The article is currently referenced at https colon slash slash painpolicy.wordpress.com slash 2012 slash 08 slash 03 slash why the FDA shouldn't change the labeling of opioid analgesics slash. 13. Portenoy RK. Letter to Nirav Shah, MD, Mile Per Hour, Commissioner, New York State Department of Health. August 16, 2012. PDF copy available on request from this article's author. 14. chttps colon slash slash www.google.com slash url. C equals T and RCT equals J and Q equals and SRC equals S and source equals web and CD equals and VED equals 2 Aqui 8 I 4 imp MZV who underscore to pick 7 CC fork fajki brad and URL equals HTTPS percent 3 A percent 2 F percent 2 F www dot asak dot org percent 2 F percent 2 F media percent 2 F sites percent 2 F asak percent 2 files percent 2 F public percent 2 F advocacy percent 2 federal activity percent two regulatory activities percent two pain medicine percent two fossa letter FDA prop 82212.pdf percent three flop percent three den percent 26 hash percent 3 d 9 dc 35 f 25 c 0 c 8 f 30807578 c 2038 ya 0244b77c9 and use equals aov va 1 e so 2 underscore k4 xb dse 4 edged 15. Graboy M. Letter to Dockets Management Branch, Food, and Drug Administration. August 12, 2012. PDF copy available on request from this article's author. 16. 
See https colon slash slash www.action.org slash static slash doc slash APS underscore letter dot PDF referenced at https colon slash slash www.action.org slash news slash November 26, 2013 American Pain Society letter to FDA Commissioner Hamburg about impact in action. 17. See https colon slash slash www.supportprop.org slash WP content slash upload slash 2014 slash 12 slash FDA underscore ter underscore response underscore to underscore physicians underscore for underscore responsible underscore opioid underscore prescribing underscore partial underscore petition underscore approval underscore and underscore denial dot PDF. 18. CHTTP colon slash slash www.thalawblog.net slash 2013 slash 09 slash FDA grants prop petition in part proposes new labeling and requires post marketing studies for early slash 19. CHTTP colon slash slash www.supportprop.org slash WP content slash upload slash 2014 slash 01 slash prop underscore opioid prescribing.pdf 20. CHTTP colon slash slash www.supportprop.org slash WP content slash upload slash 2014 slash 12 slash PA underscore 3 underscore 29 underscore 13 underscore FSMB.pdf. 21. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash injury slash PDFS slash funded program slash response underscore to underscore constituent underscore comment underscore CDC underscore prescribing underscore guideline dot PDF. 22. Anson PCDC maintains secrecy over opioid guidelines. Pain News Network, September 18th, 2015. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash story slash 2015 slash 9 slash 18 slash CDC maintains secrecy over opioid guidelines. 23. Anson P. Chronic Pain Groups Blast CDC for Opioid Guidelines. Pain News Network, September 22, 2015. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2015 slash 9 slash 22 slash chronic pain groups blast CDC for opioid guidelines. 24. Anson P. Special Interest Groups Behind CDC Opioid Guidelines. Pain News Network, September 24, 2015. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2015 slash 9 slash 24 slash 3xc1qq23ulelu63kgwckplwh21. 25. Anson P. Prop helped draft the CDC guidelines. Pain News Network, September 21, 2015. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2015 slash 9 slash 21 slash prop helped draft CDC opioid guidelines. 26. Madarad JL. Letter to Thomas Fryden, Director, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. October 1, 2015. PDF copy available on request from article's author. 27. Patient Quality of Life Coalition. Letter to the Honorable Lamar Alexander, Chairman, Committee of Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, 
United States Senate. November 13, 2015. PDF copy available on request from this article's author. 28. See https colon slash slash www.federalregister.gov slash documents slash 2015 slash 12 slash 14 slash 2015 31375 slash proposed 2016 guideline for prescribing opioids for chronic pain. 29. SAMPAR CDC bows to demands for transparency and public input on draft opioid prescribing guidelines. Forbes, December 15, 2015. CHTTP colon slash slash www.forbes.com slash site slash WLF slash 2015 slash 12 slash 15 slash CDC bows to demands for transparency and public input on draft opioid prescribing guidelines slash hashtag 3065 87E1122A. 30. Norman B. Politico Pro, CDC opens opioid prescription guidelines to public comment. Politico, December 11, 2015. PDF copy available on request from this article's author. 31. Lynn D.H. et al. Financial Conflicts of Interest and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's 2016 Guideline for Prescribing Opioids for Chronic Pain. JAMA Internal Medicine, March 2017, 177-3, 427-8. Fiore KCDC comes down hard on opioids for chronic pain, urges physicians not to use opioids first line for chronic pain. Med page today, March 15, 2016. See https colon slash slash www.medpagetoday.com slash public health policy slash public health slash 56745. 32. CHTTP colon slash slash blog.apaymanage.org slash academies response center disease controls guideline prescribing opioids chronic pain slash 33. CHTTPS colon slash slash user.org slash WP content slash upload slash 2016 slash 10 slash CDC underscore spider underscore letter 1.pdf. 34. Gillum C. The CDC is being influenced by corporate and political interests. The Hill, October 17, 2016. CHTTPS colon slash slash thehill.com slash blog slash pundits blog slash healthcare slash 301432. The CDC is being being influenced by corporate and political. 35. Seth P. et al. Quantifying the epidemic of prescription opioid overdose deaths. AJPH, April 2018, 1084, 500 to 2. See https://www.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash PMC slash article slash PMC 584440 slash PDF slash AJPH.2017.304265.pdf. 36. Narnal BD, et al., including Kala's CD. International Stakeholder Community of Pain Experts and Leaders Call for an Urgent Action on Force Opioid Tapering. Pain Medicine, 2018, 0,1-4. slash slash pubmed.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash 304-96540 slash. 37. Nicholson K.M., Hoffmanda, Kala's C.D. Overzealous use of the CDC's opioid prescribing guideline is harming pain patients. Stat News, December 6, 2018. 
See https colon slash slash www.statnews.com slash 2018 slash 12 slash 06 slash overzealous use CDC opioid prescribing guidelines slash 38. See resolution 235 at https colon slash slash www.amaassociation.org slash system slash files slash 2018 to 11 slash i18 reefcombe annotated.pdf. 39. Carlson R.W., et al. Letter to Deborah Dowell, Chief Medical Officer, Opioid Response Coordinating Unit, CDC National Center for Injury Prevention and Control. February 13, 2019. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.asco.org slash site slash new www.asco.org slash files slash content files slash advocacy and policy slash documents slash 2019 NCCN ASCO ASH letter CDC.pdf 40. Dowell D. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Letter to NCCN, ASCO, ASH, February 28, 2019. HTTPS colon slash slash www.asco.org slash site slash new www.asco.org slash files slash content files slash advocacy and policy slash documents slash 2019 CDC opioid guideline clarification letter to ASCO ASHNCCN.pdf 41. Health Professionals for Patients in Pain, HP3, led by Alford DP, and including Collis CD. Professionals call on the CDC to address misapplication of its guideline on opioids for chronic pain through public clarification and impact evaluation. March 6, 2019. CHTTPS colon slash slash health professionals for patients in pain.org slash the letter 1. 42. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Letter to Daniel P. Alford, MD Mile Per Hour, Professor of Medicine, Brown University Medical Campus. April 10, 2019. PDF copy available on request from this article's author. 43. FDA Drug Safety Communications. FDA identifies harm reported from sudden discontinuation of opioid pain medicines and requires label changes to guide prescribers on gradual, individualized tapering. April 9, 2019. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.fda.gov slash media slash 122935 slash download. 44. FDA Drug Safety Podcast. FDA identifies harm reported from sudden discontinuation of opioid pain medicines and requires label changes to guide prescribers on gradual, individualized tapering. April 17, 2019. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.fda.gov slash drug slash FDA drug safety podcasts slash FDA identifies harm reported sudden discontinuation opioid pain medicines and requires label changes hash colon tilde colon text equals on percent 20 April percent 209 percent 2C percent 202019 percent 20 FDA percent 2C percent 20 psychological percent 20 distress percent 2C percent 20 and percent 20 suicide. 45. CDC Media Relations. CDC advises against misapplication of the guideline for prescribing opioids for chronic pain. Embargoed until Wednesday, April 24, 2019, 5 p.m., EDT. 
See https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash media slash releases slash 2019 slash SO424 advises misapplication guideline prescribing opioids.html. 46. Dowell D., Hagerich T., Cho R. No Safe Cuts to Safer Opioid Prescribing. N. Engel J. Med 2019, 380, 2285-2287. HTTPS colon slash slash www.name.org slash doi slash full slash 10.1056 slash name 1904190. Department of Justice, Office of Public Affairs. Justice Department obtains $1.4 billion from Recketbankieser Group in largest recovery in a case concerning an opioid drug in United States history. July 11, 2019. See https colon slash slash www.justice.gov slash opa slash pr slash justice department obtains 14 billion Recketbankies or group largest recovery case. 48. McGrave D. The Bitter Pill. Wired, April 1, 2005. See https colon slash slash www.wired.com slash 2005 slash 04 slash boop slash. 49. See https colon slash slash web.archive.org slash web slash 20150329132943 slash http colon slash slash www.airbay.com slash airbay complete demerger of indivere. 50. See https colon slash slash medium.com slash at jm killingworth slash grandmas on smack and other unsavory tactics from prop benefactor Reckett Benkeiser Group FB5E76A3 Ed5. 51. See https colon slash slash www.govinfo.gov slash content slash pkg slash chrg 115 shrg 31264 slash pdf slash chrg 115 shrg 31264.pdf. 52. JAMA. 2019 September 4th, E1914523. See https colon slash slash www.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash pmc slash articles slash pmc 6727681 slash question mark report equals printable. 53. Cho R. et al. Rethinking Opioid Dose Tapering, Prescription Opioid Dependence, and Indications for Buprenorphine. An Internal Med, SEP 17, 2019 semicolon 1716. 427 to 430. See https colon slash slash www.askjournals.org slash doi slash pdf slash 10.7326 slash m1914 88. 54. Anson P. Prop President discloses conflicts of interest. Pain News Network, November 19, 2019. See https colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2019 slash 11 slash 12 slash prop president discloses conflicts. 55 see https colon slash slash emergency.cdc.gov slash coca slash transcript slash 2016 slash call transcript 080316.asp. 56. Personal communication with Sharon Davis, letter editor. British Medical Journal. March 15, 2021, at 2.05 p.m. ET.
Copy of email available on request from this article's author. 57. Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Opioid Treatment for Chronic Pain. AHRQ Publication No. 20 EHC 011, April 2020. See https colon slash slash effectivehealthcare.arc.gov slash site slash default slash files slash pdf slash opioids chronic pain dot pdf. 58. Anson P. Prop linked to new federal opioid study. Pain News Network, April 20, 2020. HTTPS colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash tag slash Roger plus Cho. 59. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.regulations.gov slash document slash CDC 2020-0029-0001. 60. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.regulations.gov slash docket slash CDC 2020-0029. 61. American Academy of Hospice and Palliative Medicine. Letter to Robert R. Redfield, M.D., Director, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Re, Management of Acute and Chronic Pain, Request for Comment, Docket No. CDC 2020-0029. June 16, 2020. PDF copy available on request from this article's author. 62. Madarad J.L. Letter to Deborah Dowell, Maryland, Mile Per Hour. Chief Medical Officer, National Center for Injury Prevention and Control, U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Re, Docket No. CDC 2020-0029. June 16, 2020. CHTTPS colon slash slash searchwolf.amaassociation.org slash undefined slash document download. URI equals percent two fund structured percent two binary percent two flutter percent two flutters percent two f twenty twenty six sixteen letter to dowel re opioid rx guideline pdf sixty three AMA urges CDC to revise opioid prescribing guideline press release June eighteenth twenty twenty CHTTPS colon slash slash www.amaassociation.org slash press center slash press releases slash AMA urges CDC revise opioid prescribing guideline. 64. Valentine J.C. et al. Letter to Robert R. Redfield, M.D., Director, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Re, Docket No. CDC 2020-0029 Management of Acute and Chronic Pain. CHTTP colon slash slash www.supportprop.org slash WP content slash upload slash 2020 slash 06 slash prop comment CDC docket 2020.pdf. Flutie equals IWAR 2 SCNJ 6 MTLH. YML 9 TBTHL. M8 NSKS peaks Fort Mixkvict. DK 42 PO SKSK. 65. Food and J chronic opioid patients speak out against prop. Pain DR, August 12, 2012. CHTTPS colon slash slash painter.com slash chronic opioid patients speak out against prop slash in comments. 66. CHTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash injury slash pdfs slash bayasa slash owg underscore terms of ref underscore final 76 2020 or dot pdf. 67. 
Ross M. Update on the BASC-NZIP Opioid Workgroup Formation Board of Scientific Counselors Meeting, July 22, 2020 chttps pdfs slash slash ross underscore owg update 772025 68 chttps colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash injury slash pdfs slash bsc slash owg roster external 1013 2020 final a.pdf 69 valentine jc et al letter to susan r bailey md president american medical association re ama's opposition to dose and duration guidance for opioid prescribing February 16, 2021. PDF copy available on request from this article's author. 70. Valentine J.C., et al. Rapid Response, Letter from Physicians for Responsible Opioid Prescribing, PROP, to the American Medical Association, AMA, RE, AMA's Opposition to Dose and Duration Guidance for Opioid Prescribing. BMJ 2021 Semicolon 372 colon M4901. Chttps colon slash slash www.bmj.com slash content slash 372 slash bmj.m4901 slash rr1. 71. Levy N. et al. UK Recommendations on Opioid Stewardship. BMJ 2021 Jan 5 semicolon 372 colon m4901. See also https colon slash slash pubmed.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash 3340236 slash 72. Bailey SR. Letter to Physicians for Responsible Opioid Prescribing, PROP. February 19, 2021. HTTPS colon slash slash static one dot squarespace dot com slash static slash fifty four D fifty C four B O five seven nine seven B three four eight six nine CF slash T slash sixty thirty six D three five seven three eight D four D ninety five A O four five eight ab sixty five slash one six one four two O five seven eight three seven seven six slash AMA plus letter plus to plus prop dot PDF seventy three Anson P AMA scolded for seeking changes in CDC opioid guideline. Pain Network News, February 17, 2021. See https colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2021 slash 2 slash 17 slash ama for seeking changes in CDC opioid guideline NBSP. 74. Papan JF and Coleman JJ. CDC's efforts to quantify prescription opioid overdose deaths fall short. Pain their 2021 Mar 24 semicolon 1 to 14. Published online ahead of print on March 24, 2021. See https colon slash slash pubmed.ncb.nlm.nih.gov slash 3376110 slash or https colon slash slash link.springer.com slash content slash pdf slash 10.1007 slash s4012202100254 z.pdf 75. 
See screen capture by Carrie Judy at https colon slash slash twitter.com slash life underscores underscore art underscore slash status slash one three seven four four five three six seven one one three six six one six four four eight slash photo slash one. 76. Anson P. Kolodny, Critics of CDC Opioid Guideline Twisting the Facts. Pain News Network, March 24, 2021. See https colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2021 slash 3 slash 24 slash Kolodny Critics of CDC Opioid Guideline Twisting the Facts. 77. See, for example, https colon slash slash n.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash straw underscore man. 78. Anson P. Prop linked to new federal opioid study. Pain News Network, April 20, 2020. See https colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2020 slash 4 slash 20 slash prop linked to new federal opioid study. 79. Anson PCDC won't say who is writing update of opioid guideline. Pain News Network, April 5, 2021. See https colon slash slash www.painnewsnetwork.org slash stories slash 2021 slash 4 slash 4 slash CDC won't say who is writing update of opioid guideline. Posted by Palamb Editor on Monday, May 3, 2021.